Love it. Let's pray. Lord, I love that song and that affirmation, that fear, you're not welcome here. Lord, there are many hearts today that need to sing that forth, that fear, you're not welcome in our hearts. Fear, you're not welcome in our collective church. Lord, you're not welcome in our country. The Bible says we've not been given a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. So Jesus, we pray right now that fear would be gone in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Years ago, I remember reading a newspaper that had an advice column in it known as Ask Ann Landers. Anybody as old as I am, they're maybe not quite as old as I am. Nobody's as old as me. In the height of its popularity, this column had 90 million readers. Ann Landers would receive up to 10,000 letters a week from people who would ask her for advice. A reporter once came to her and said, Is there any overarching theme that you hear from your readers in their questions? And Ann Lander said this, There's one issue that at the very top, and that's the issue of fear. She said, People are afraid. They're afraid of losing their health. They're afraid of losing their money. They're afraid of losing their loved ones. She said, basically, they're afraid of life. Now, the people who were alive when she spoke those words really didn't need Ann Landers to tell them that about fear because they could have found the same conclusion in the Bible. The Bible is very clear that we human beings struggle with fear. We often read things like this in the Bible. Fear not. Do not be afraid. Do not fear. God knows where we're coming from. Even the man who wrote over one half of the New Testament, the Apostle Paul, experienced fear. Acts 18.9 says, One night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. God had to talk to him about this issue. He said, do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent. Fear and faith are at odds with each other in our lives. Now, the big issue for us is which is going to win. Will fear or faith be the winner? What happens to a person who loves God and wants to serve God, but faith is losing the battle with fear in their life? Well, usually what happens, fear begins to take over and starts running the show. The man in our story this morning is known for his faith. In fact, he's listed in the faith 
Hall of Fame in the New Testament book of Hebrews. But Abraham had a time in his life when fear began to run the show and it caused all kinds of problems for him. Another long passage this morning, so I'm going to read it from my Bible. You follow along on the screen. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse, and all the people on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham left as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. He took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated and the people they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Morah at Shechem. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there he went on toward the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. Then Abram set out and continued toward the Negev. Go, that's a lot, isn't it? Enough to make a guy want to drink. Later in Genesis, we learn that God changes Abram's name to Abraham, which means father of a multitude. Abram and his wife Sarai, who will get her name changed to Sarah, they obey and they follow God's command to move from their homeland. And everything seems to be going well until we read this. Now there was a famine in the land... And Abram went down to Egypt to live there for a while because the famine was severe. In every Christian's heart, point to your heart, Christians. Every Christian's heart, there's a struggle between fear and faith. If fear becomes greater than our faith, then we're in trouble. That's what happened to Abraham. So what can we learn out, learn from when fear wins out over faith and starts running the show in our lives? The first thing that takes place is you start making bad decisions. God had called Abraham to go live in the promised land, which was the land of Canaan. Abraham took God at his word, and by faith, he moved there. Things are going well for him and his extended family, but then a big problem comes on the scene. There's a severe famine. And no doubt, Abraham, as being the patriarch of the family, was experiencing anxiety and fear over the famine 
And he had to make a decision. He decides to pack up the U-Haul, go down to Egypt, where there wasn't a famine at the time. Even though he thought he was doing the right thing, Abraham made a bad decision. He let his present circumstances determine his course of action, and he made a bad decision. Abraham's present circumstances didn't look good because there was very little to eat because of the famine, and he had family to feed. Here's a warning for you and me. We have to be careful and not let our circumstances alone determine our course of action. Because unfavorable circumstances can jumpstart negative thinking in our minds. And when that happens, fear is quick to show up and speak to you in your heart something like this. You know, things aren't going good here. And you better do something quickly. You can worry about the consequences later. Just do something now to get some relief from what you're going through. The famine was a test of Abraham's faith. Now it's been said of faith, F-A-I-T-H, for you that may not be hearing me correctly, of faith that can't be tested can't be trusted. Let me say that again. Of faith that can't be tested can't be trusted. Abraham remembered God calling him and his wife to leave his homeland and go down to the promised land to live. Now his faith was being tested to see whether he was going to be obedient and trust God to take care of him and his family while they're in the promised land. In spite of a famine that was severe. Or was Abraham going to take matters into his own hands? Abraham, like many of us, failed the test. And he let the circumstances of the famine determine his actions. The problem is when we let circumstances alone determine our actions, we can start moving away from God's will for our lives. God has a will for you. And that's when fear starts running the show in our lives. Abraham let fear take over and run the show and lead him consequently down to Egypt. And it was there that he put his faith and trust in what the Egyptians could do for him instead of what God could do for him. Abraham made a bad decision. When our fears went out over our faith, 
we can run the risk of making bad decisions. The second thing that happens when fear wins out over faith and begins to run the show is you start scheming of ways to cover up your bad decisions. Look what the Bible says Abraham did. As he was about to enter Egypt, he said to his wife Sarai, I know what a beautiful woman you are. Don't all you wives want to hear that from your husbands? He's doing good so far, right? When the Egyptians see you, they will say, this is his wife. Then they will kill me, but will let you live. He starts to fall down here. Say you are my sister, so that I will be treated well for your sake, and my life will be spared because of you. What's Abraham doing here? He's scheming to deceive the Egyptians so he can save his life and he can cover up another bad decision he made. Abraham told Sarai that Pharaoh would want her for his harem when he got a look at her. But if Pharaoh found out she was married, then Abraham would be in the way. But the Egyptians had a way to fix that problem. They would kill Abraham. Now Abraham on the way down in the U-Haul, he's thinking about all this. And he's scheming. And he's basically trying to figure out how to avoid his funeral on Highway 67. I was going to say 66, but you'd know that wouldn't be right. You see, when fear gets going in our minds, we can too easily believe the lies of the devil. And he's got some lies, and he throws at them at you. We can believe those lies instead of hanging on to and believing God's truth for us that's found in the pages of this book. And that's when either fear or faith will win out in our lives. Have you ever had the experience like I've had when your mind starts going crazy with fear? And you start to think of all the things in life that could possibly take place to cause you and your family harm. Counselors call that catastrophizing. Say it with me. Catastrophizing. Now stand and spell it. It's a big word. But the counselors have a word for it. See, it's like when you wake up in the middle of the night because you hear a noise downstairs. And you automatically start thinking that Freddy Krueger's in the house. But then you realize, that can't be true. I must be dreaming. So you lay your head back down on the pillow, and just about when you're ready to go to sleep, you hear another noise downstairs. And it dawns on you. That's Jason from Friday the 13th thing. 
You are catastrophizing at that point in time. See, Abraham's wife at this point in their lives was 65 years old. But she must have had some beauty treatments at the local day spa throughout her life because she was a real head-turner and a beautiful woman. We read this. When Abram came to Egypt, the Egyptians saw that Sarai was a very beautiful woman. And when Pharaoh's officials saw her, they praised her to Pharaoh, and she was taken into his palace. Just as Abraham predicted, Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, is infatuated with Sarai's beauty, and he takes her into his harem, along with all the other beautiful women of the land. Now, since Pharaoh thought Abram was her brother, he starts giving him rewards for bringing his sister his way. He treated, he being Pharaoh, treated Abram well for her sake. And Abram acquired sheep and cattle, male and female donkeys, male and female servants, and camels. All is going as Abraham had hoped and planned through his scheming and his deceit until he is exposed and the consequences turn very serious for Pharaoh. But the Lord inflicted serious diseases on Pharaoh and his household because of Abram's wife, Sarai. So Pharaoh summoned Abram, What have you done to me, he said. Why didn't you tell me she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister so that I took her to be my wife? Now then, here is your wife. Take her and go. Go means you go on. Then Pharaoh gave orders about Abram to his men, and they sent him on his way with his wife and everything he had. Abram was very fortunate to walk away from the mess he had made. What he did caused suffering for many people. Abram never told Pharaoh the truth. But if you read on in Genesis chapter 20, we find out that Sarai was in fact his half-sister on his father's side. Abraham tries to justify his scheming and his cover-up for a bad decision because fear is running the show in his life. When you and I get to the place where we're letting fear determine our actions, then we can rationalize and we can justify scheming to cover up some bad decisions. When we go down to Egypt spiritually and we go away from living for God and what he wants for us, we're going to end up being sorry. And we may hurt some people in the process. 
What happens when fear wins out over faith in your life? Well, you start making bad decisions. And then you start scheming of ways to cover up your bad decisions. And finally, you start losing your witness for God. Abraham was God's man. And he had been given a special calling from God. God said, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. I don't know if you realize how big a deal this was for Abraham because of this blessing from God. He is a man God would use to bless the entire earth through the Jewish people and down on through the lineage to the fact that Jesus Christ was born as a Jew. He's a man who's supposed to be a true witness for God in a most magnificent way. And we see that he's a liar and he's a schemer and he uses deception to cover up what he's done. Abraham's actions got Pharaoh in serious trouble with God, even though Abraham hadn't done anything wrong to deserve it. And Pharaoh calls him out over the whole mess. And Abraham didn't have any credibility left to be a true witness for God to Pharaoh. So if we roll ahead a few thousand years, it's just as tragic when followers of Jesus today allow fear to win over faith in our lives. And we do things to hinder us from being a good witness for Jesus to our family and to our friends and to our co-workers and to our schoolmates. Our calling as followers of Jesus is to give witness to the grace and the mercy and the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. This is what Jesus said to his followers right before he returned to heaven after his resurrection. Sorry. And it's just as applicable for us today as it was for the followers there in the first century. But you, you can put your name there, but David will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. What Ann Landers said about fear was true in her day. And I believe it's equally true today in our crazy messed up world. From inflation to crime to uncertainty about the future, people everywhere are experiencing high levels of anxiety and fear. 
Believers in Jesus Christ aren't immune. We are not immune. And we live with the same potential for anxiety and fear as everyone else around us. But here's the good news. We have a promise that is ours as followers of Jesus. Because Jesus left us this. He said, I leave you peace. It is my own peace I give you. I give you peace in a different way than the world does. Read it with me, please. So don't be troubled. Don't be afraid. That's Jesus' words to us today. And I don't know about you, but for me, I believe it's one of the greatest gifts I could ever receive. God's peace for my mind. God's peace for my heart. So what's the answer when fear is running the show in your life? The answer is you do what Abraham ended up doing. So Abram went up from Egypt to the Negev with his wife and everything he had, and Lot went with him. Lot was his nephew. Abraham wasn't supposed to even be in Egypt. It wasn't God's plan for his life. And it represented a place of disobedience from what God wanted for Abraham and his family. Abraham had to leave Egypt so he could go back to the promised land where God wanted him. And that's what he did. He had enough sense to know that he better turn around and go the other way. The first thing we should do when fear is winning over faith is to examine our lives. You don't have to examine your wife's life or your husband's life or your child's life or your boss's life. You examine your life for any disobedience that you may have toward God and what God tells you in his Bible, in the word of God. You examine your life. Then we get out of Egypt. We get out of Egypt and we repent and we get right with God. From the Negev, he, Abraham, went from place to place until he came to Bethel to the place between Bethel and Ai where his tent had been earlier and where he had first built an altar, there Abram called on the name of the Lord. Abraham got back on the right path and he made his way back to God. God wants you to get back on the right path. God wants you to make your way back to God. Abraham called out to God. 
And he quit let fear running the show in his life. We aren't told what Abraham said when he called out to God. But I believe it was a combination of two things. Confession and affirmation. Abraham did what you and I need to do. He confessed his need for God to help him with his fear. God knows we have fears. He wants us to come to him and confess we need him. And then he affirmed, after he confessed, he affirmed his desire to be obedient and follow God's direction and leading for his life and his family. I don't know where you are today, but some of you may be like me. And from time to time, fear wins out over faith in my life. Ever been there? Let me encourage you this morning to leave spiritual Egypt behind. And what it represents if you find yourself in that place today in disobedience away from God. You see, we'll never be fully right with God. And we'll never experience what he has waiting for us, that peace of mind, that peace of heart, until we leave spiritual Egypt. Faith takes God at his word. Genesis through Revelation. And it obeys God no matter what our circumstances, what we're going through, how deep the water is, how tough it looks, or the condition of the world around us. You see, it's either fear or it's faith. Which one is going to win in your life. You say, well, Pastor David, which one's going to win in your life? I prayed back there, Lord, let this message touch one heart. And if it's mine, so be it. See, I'm putting my hope today that what's going to win out in our lives is faith not fear. And my friends, I trust that you're going to do the same. Let's pray. Lord God, there are many times in my life that there's been a battle raging. Fear or faith. And Lord, I would be lying if I said that faith always won out. You know that that would be not true. And Lord, I come to you today and I do confess that I need your help to deal with the fear that 
comes into my mind the catastrophizing that I do from time to time. Lord, I'm so grateful that these, my friends, we can turn to you today and we can have hope that faith will win out over fear in our lives. No matter what comes our way, no matter how crazy the world gets, we can look to you. We can look to the Word of God. We can have our faith built by our gathering together together in this place on Sunday mornings. We can have our faith built by reading the Word of God for ourselves. We can have our faith built by praying to you. We can have our faith built by listening to good Christian music. Lord, we can look to you to have our faith built that when fear comes knocking at our door, we can trust you and faith will win out and faith will start running the show instead of fear. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. God bless you all.